So today we're going to look at Romans 12, a few verses there, verses 9 through 18, and then Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. Romans 12, verse 9, he's writing the church in Rome under the reign of Nero. Keep that in mind. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Back to verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. All right, the next chapter, verse 1, Romans 13. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. So there's no place in our lives for disrespecting law enforcement officials. Well, don't sometimes one of them get off the rails? Yes, that's all the more reason to abide by the law. I had a dream once. It was a prophetic dream. When I woke up, I immediately knew the meeting and gave the person a call that it was for. I was getting arrested for some reason. My hands were cuffed behind my back, and they're bending me over to get inside the squad car. And as I'm getting in the squad car, one of the officers drops something in my shirt pocket. And... I'm sitting in the back of the squad car knowing I have some sort of illegal substance in my pocket and my hands are cuffed behind my back and I realize I've just been framed and I woke up. The meaning was, if you live on the edge of lawlessness, you are vulnerable to corrupt police. Right? And so don't live close to the edge of lawlessness, and those guys won't ever hurt you. Law enforcement officials are kind of like honeybees. If you love the sweetness of honey, you better respect the bees, because they do sting. Amen? They are God's ministers, and those that maybe leave the reservation, they will get dealt with. They don't get by with evil forever. But all the more reason to honor them as well. 
Otherwise, they can make your life very uncomfortable. Verse 5, therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Verse 7 again, render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that we would hear your heart and what you have to say to us today. Lord, um, renew our minds. Remind us of the things we already know, lest we let them slip. And educate us the things we don't know. Give us your perspective on life. In Jesus' name, amen like to speak to today on our citizenship practices honoring. Our citizenship practices honoring. Last Sunday, we spoke on the adjective honorable. Our citizenship is honorable. We as believers are citizens of heaven. How should we then live as earthly citizens? How should a citizen of the kingdom of heaven live as an American Christian? We should practice honoring, and today we're honoring our veterans. the veteran, not the preacher, who has given us the freedom of religion. It is the veteran, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the veteran, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the veteran, not the organizer, who has given us the freedom to assemble. It is the veteran, not the lawyer, who has given us a right to a fair trial. It is the veteran, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the veteran, not the NRA, that has given us the right to bear arms. It is the veteran, 
that has given us the freedom we have because of God's empowerment, right? Amen? Veterans, we salute you today. We thank you for who you are, the sacrifices you have given and are giving. We thank your families as well for their sacrifice, and we honor you this day. If you're not a veteran or a veteran's family member, can you stand and give them a standing ovation? Can we do that? Those are not veterans. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. For the next few minutes, I ask for your attention as we speak on the subject of honoring. Honor should be taught at home. Why? Because it's taught to children. The fifth commandment, Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is echoed again for the second time in Deuteronomy 5, and Jesus echoed it as well in Matthew 15 and Matthew 19. Honoring is taught. Children aren't born honoring. They're born selfish. They're little sinners. They're hungry. They scream. They, they, you know, they may be sweethearts, but they, they will manipulate you being sweethearts as well. So they have to be taught to honor. Do not let them call you by your first name without some sort of prefix. Maybe you like being called Billy Bob. Well, let them call you Daddy Billy Bob then. Teach them honor. If you want them to go far in life, you don't get very far without with honoring people. Teach them honor. Honor is expressed by giving. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the firstfruits of all your increase. Sow your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So honor is expressed with our words, but it's also expressed with deeds. It includes our giving. Honor follows humility. You want to be honored, you got to be humble. You got to be willing to experience dishonor if you ever want to be honored. Some of our history's heroes went through great humiliation. But who knows, humiliation precedes exaltation. Amen? Some people are pursuing being honored. They want to be respect. They don't want to be disrespected, but there's no humility in their life. They're not worthy of honor. Proverbs 15, 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Number four, we honor by giving up our preferences. We read this a while ago, Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, letting them have the first place, letting them have the first seat, giving up something to honor someone else. Number five, we're to honor true widows. Paul told the young pastor Timothy, honor widows who are really widows. Honor them with respect as well as deeds, actions, and gifts that help them in their life. Number six, we honor those who minister to us. I won't belabor that point. You guys really uh, do a good job of honoring me. I just honor you for that. Thank you so much. I'm humbled to be here. Honor is not to be taken. It is to be given. If you're demanding to be honored, then the honor you get is going to be hollow. It's given. Can't take it. Hebrews 5, 4 no man takes this honor to himself, for he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. God gave Aaron the honorable position he had. God gave Moses the honorable position he had. And those who dishonored him paid the consequences. 
Number eight, we honor those with authority. Can I get an amen? But we also honor those without authority. With authority and without it. We just read out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 last week, honor all people. That's everybody. They're created in the image of God. He loves them. He sent His Son to die for them on the cross from the foundation of the world. They were in God's plan to reach out to them in His love. So honor them. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the King. So honor those without authority in your life and honor those with authority in your life. Husbands are to honor their wives. Husbands likewise. 1 Peter 3 talks about the wives honoring their husbands and living with them in a godly manner and what to do when a husband is disobedient to the word. And it, it said wives likewise. So what is the word likewise there for the wife and likewise there for the husband? Well, chapter 2 ends with talking about Jesus and how we're to walk in his steps. So like Jesus, husbands are to dwell with their wives with understanding. Instead of arguing with my wife, it really goes a long way to say, help me understand. <laughs> Got my own amen corner here. <laughs> Giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. As I shared last Sunday, it's not the weaker vessel in the sense of inferior, but weaker in the sense of more delicate more valuable. You can throw a tin cup in the dishwasher, no problem, but China, you better deal with it special. Otherwise, there'll be consequences. And what are the consequences of living like this? Verse 7 ends with these words, that your prayers may not be hindered. Man, do you want an unhindered prayer life? You want answered prayer? You know, I, I don't know why my prayers aren't answered. I'm doing that book, you know, 14 ways to get all your prayers answered. It's just not happening. Well, it starts at the house. Well, my faith is strong. I fasted 14 days. and Honor your wife. Well, she ain't perfect. Well, you ain't either. most powerful prayer I can pray for my wife when I'm struggling with intense fellowship with her is, Father, please deal with your daughter. Because he's my father-in-law. And the rest of that prayer is, Father, please deal with me. Amen. There's no need to respond. There's no need to respond. Honoring God is worship's purpose. Honoring God is worship's purpose. The book of Revelation repeatedly talks about giving God glory, honor, and power. To the one who sits on the throne, to the Lamb. Here's this glorious doxology Paul writes to Timothy 1.17 of his first letter. Now to the King eternal, unto the King immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory ever. So that's my top 10 list, but I can't leave it alone. There's always a bonus. Dishonoring God leads to folly. So the bookends of this sermon are honor begins in our childhood when we're taught to honor our parents. There was a season I was afraid of my dad, 
but you better believe I honored him. Now we're great friends. We're like brothers. Just He's my 20-year-old, year older, big brother. Now. But the purpose of honor ultimately is to honor God. The God that gave you your parents is honored when you honor your parents. And ultimately, we must honor God. And when we don't, it opens the door to all kinds of foolishness. And if you don't think so, just open your eyes and look around. And welcome to America in the 21st century. Romans 1 talks about the condition of our world. The invisible things of him, talking about God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. In nature, the glory of God is revealed. This is the heavens at night without light pollution south of the equator. Awesome. North of the equator is awesome as well, but we've got so much conflicting uh, unnatural light that you've got to go way deep in the outback (laughs) to be able to see just the wonder of the awesome creation of God. I got to spend some time right after I arrived in Zimbabwe this last trip with Tawanda Nziziwa. Tawanda is the coordinator for Messianic Jewish Bible Institutes in Zimbabwe. He has 10 institutes going. They've graduated 300 uh, disciples so far, and they've planted 90 churches. So Tawanda is a mighty man of God, a very humble man. And uh, I asked him how he became a believer. He said, well, it all started by looking at the stars at night. And he says, the more I did it, the more I became convinced there was a God. And one night while looking at the stars, I realized I need to start going to church. So he began visiting churches in an attempt to find one where he fit, where he could get to know God. And the rest is history. So the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that people are without excuse. No one's going to stand before God on Judgment Day and say, I didn't know you existed. They don't have an excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Unthankfulness is so bad. They weren't thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The foolishness of our culture is being shouted from the housetop. It's in our newscasts. It's in our reality shows. Some of that stuff is staged, but a lot of it is not. And you can go to YouTube and just enter the words man marries and see the hundreds of crazy things that come up and, or woman marries and see the hundreds of amazing, ridiculous, foolish things people are doing with their lives. This is Erica Eiffel. She married the Eiffel Tower, even though she doesn't live in Paris. They have a long-distance relationship, she says, and she changed her last name to Eiffel. Now, the wise of musicians may understand this. This British guy has married his guitar, had the ceremony and everything with Reverend Fuddy Duddy to boot to solemnify the relationship. 
this American guy has married his car. Although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Romans 1 is about what happens in a culture that rejects God. You, you open the door to all sorts of nonsense, maybe not in your life, but in the life of vulnerable people. This lady has married a train station. Yes, she lives on the left coast. They've been in a relationship since the summer of 2015. This lady in the Northwest has married a warehouse. Here's the ceremony, all with saxophone, tambourines, and dancers, and some reverend somebody to solemnify the occasion. To her dismay, the warehouse got torn down a few weeks later. <laughs> Charges have yet to be filed for the death of her husband. This isn't funny but it is close to reality. That's why it's not funny. This man had an official occasion to marry his cell phone. I guess if he wants an upgrade, he just divorces the old one and gets a new one. Kind of gives a new meaning for the ring that's on the back of some cell phones to keep you from dropping it. This poor soul has married his imaginary friend. Yes, the imaginary friend is male. So they had a gay wedding to an imaginary invisible friend. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. This man married his sheep. When asked what kind of husband he was, the sheep said, Alan, what are you doing? You're telling us to honor people. Then you share all these crazy things. Are we dishonoring them today? No. These people were created in the image of God. And Romans 1, if you were to read the rest of it, talks about what happens. This, this foolishness leads to the dishonoring of their own bodies. They become at conflict with reality. And their quest for happiness, they find counselors that affirm them because their job is to make them happy rather than say, hey, dude, wake up, look in the mirror. Nobody's affirming the poor guys in jail who are in there because all they wanted to do was be millionaires. This was on the news. Age is just a number. Is it okay to change it? This guy, Emil Ratzebaum of Holland, is 69 years old, but says he feels like he's in his 40s. So he's gone in front of a local judge there and asked for his birthday to be officially changed from March 11, 1949 to March 11, 1969. He says... And I quote, nowadays we are free people. If we want to change our name or if we want to change our gender, we can. So I want to change my age. And the number one reason why? Well, he says it will boost his online dating prospects. <laughs> I 
I know in Washington Post, he also is a, he's a life coach, and he said it will also get him more work. But he said, frankly, on Tinder, 69, not that hot. But 49, feeling better. Going to court to have his birth certificate changed from 1949 to 1969. Trying to do it legally. Singles, it's a scary world out there on these, on these sites where people are finding each other. This story underlines the fact that, or the line that says, I don't want to be careful here, the line that says dating is man's greatest act of deception. I'd like to be 42 again, but do it legally, I'm just fooling myself. People are at war with reality. They're dishonoring themselves. It all starts honoring God. So we're meeting here tonight to honor the Lord some more. Focus on Him and His glorious love for us and His blessing. And out of that comes communion with Him and empowerment from Him to honor people that are worthy of dishonor. They're mocking that guy today on Good Morning America. But 20 years from now, it could become the norm. Some things that are norm today were odd things on the Phil Donahue show. I remember some other odd things on the Phil Donahue show that I don't want to get into that if they should become the norm, it's just bizarre. So keep your grip on reality and love people with the love of the Lord and try not to laugh because it's not funny. It's sad. What causes this? It has to be self-loathing beyond belief. Denying who I am. Denying who God made me to be. Brown University did an article in an academic journal. Uh, someone on their staff wrote it. And Economist Magazine, the Economist Magazine picked it up not too long ago. And this person's research prove that there is a viral thing happening in our country where young girls are embracing transgenderism, discovering that they're actually a different gender than they were born with. And so the suggestion was this is a social virus, kind of like suicide becomes popular for a while or, or um, anorexia becomes popular in certain parts of the nation. This is happening here. And politically, pressure came upon them the university denounced her, and the journal uh, expunged it from their site because it might hurt some individuals. Meanwhile, there's a whole generation being hurt. So we can't walk in honor and deny reality. That's why we had to share awkward things like this today. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as citizens of heaven, ambassadors of the kingdom, here in the kingdom of darkness. I pray, Lord, that we first of all would honor you and that we would honor those in authority and we would honor one another and we would honor those who are not worthy of honor simply because they're created in your image and that you love them. Lord, I pray that you would empower us to be people of honor. May honoring be our middle name. May honoring be our culture here at Generations, Lord. 
May we honor our veterans today. May we honor our spouses today. May we honor one another today. And may we honor the homeless and the aging and the handicapped and the perverted, Lord. May we honor them. Not that we would cast our pearls before swine and say, hey, babysit my kids. But Lord, we would honor confused people with the love of God and the truth of the gospel in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. We honor you today for your blessings in our life. Thank you so much. Let's celebrate the love of the Lord here at the conclusion of the service. Let's stand and sing together.
how much the Lord loves us, but because of a sense of unworthiness, we think He loves me. Relate to it corporately. Yeah, He loves us, but not me. I, I'm not worthy. If that's you, I want you to sing that song with us with your eyes closed. Just put your hands on your heart and sing, Oh, how He loves me. Okay? Personalize it. Yahweh Jehovah, lift up his 